Hello, everyone. Welcome to the next episode of Infinite Basketball. I'm your host, Alex, and I hope you have liked the start of this NBA season. Um, sure has been an exciting season so far. Um, yeah, I hope you guys liked my latest episode, too. Um, yeah, and we'll get started. So today I've got a few topics uh, to share. One, uh, I'm going to name some teams in the NBA that might that are surprisingly struggling and um and also I predicted uh a few podcasts back I did my standings prediction for this NBA season these are also some teams that need to step it up for my standings too so I'll name um some teams um so that's one of the topics and then the the other one Maybe a bit of a confusing topic. Uh, after I explain everything, hopefully it's clear. I know it might not sound difficult at first, but it's I'm going to name uh, my top five NBA players of the last 20 years. Um, and why am I going to do this? Because, uh, well, for one reason, just for the fun. And number two, because... I believe it was my last podcast I made, maybe the one before, I named my top five NBA players in the league. And so a cool thing about naming my top five in the league and then doing this list, some of those top five in the league could jump into this list. So it's a whole bunch of <laughs> lists that different players could jump on. Also, it's actually pretty fun to make. Um but I'll actually start with the top 20 players and then I'll get to the teams that are struggling in the NBA right now. Um, yeah. So in this list I'm making, I actually have a top 10 of it, um, but I haven't uh, finished it yet. I've got an idea of what it's going to be, but I have top five. So what's going to happen is I'm going to uh, give you guys my top five today and then hopefully in my next podcast or my next episode I make I'll name uh numbers six through ten so so yeah that's that's how I'm gonna do this so this so with the last 20 years that that would be the 1999 to 2000 season through the 2019 to 2020 NBA season now I might do this list a bit differently than some people so these are some rules for this list that I made so um so how I'm doing this is I'm not counting let's take uh I'll just take Michael Jordan for an example on this list um so this is how you can maybe tell if someone qualifies for the list because you might be like well some people played past the 2000 NBA season but also played before that season. So, yes, and that's one thing Michael Jordan did. So how I'm counting this is it's not if you play one season, um, 1999, 2000 through 2019, 2020. It's not if you just play one season, your whole career is counting in. How I'm doing this is half, uh, uh, at least half of your uh, NBA games have to be played within 20 years, so within that span. So, and if half, at least half of your games are played within that span, then um, 
then what I'm going to do is I'm going to account your whole career into that. So, for example, Michael Jordan does not qualify for this list because he had only played two years, um, two years in those in those uh, 1999, 2000 through 19 to 20 seasons. And um, over his career, he played 15 seasons. So he had 13 other seasons that he didn't play in that span. So Michael Jordan does not qualify because he didn't – it's not the majority of his games were played in that span. So um, – and I'll just take Shaq, for example. Um, he played more games uh, in that span than he did outside of the span. So Shaq's whole career is counted in this. So I hope that makes sense. So even if part of their career wasn't in the span, it's it's still – it's going to be counted as long as uh, the majority is in the span. I just want to make sure you guys uh, understand that. So, um, yeah, so a lot of Shaq's seasons weren't counted into this, but all of his uh, seasons will be as long as the majority were played in the span, which they were. Okay, I just want to make sure you understand that. I know I repeated myself a few times. Just want to make sure that's clear. Um. Yeah, so I'll give my top five. I'll go from five to one, but I'll I'll explain after I say the number. So, all right. So, anyways, number five, I have Kevin Garnett. Um, yeah, this guy. Uh, I didn't see him in a few people's list. Um, um, and. I didn't see this guy in the top five. I saw him in a lot of top tens and lists like this. Uh, actually, not a lot of people. I haven't seen a lot of people make lists like these. Um, but anyways, so Garnett. So why is he in the top five? Um, he's in the top five because, well, for one thing, he's just a great player on both sides of the ball, offensive, offensively and defensively. Because if you want to know how good he is at scoring, he's pretty good. And he's a great defensive player. And I'll, uh, here's why. He has nine straight NBA seasons. Um, he's played with where he scored 20 or more points per game. Okay, that, that shows right there that you're a good scorer. That shows the consistency. And consistency in scoring is very important. For example, if you're a player and you average like, I don't know, if you average like 20 points per game a season, that shows that you're a solid scorer. But then if you but then if you average like five over the next three seasons, you're not going to be considered one of the greatest scorers of all time. And that's because you weren't consistent with it. So consistency is very important when you're saying who's a good scorer and, and who is not so good at that guy, as that guy. So... Garnett is a good scorer, um, and if you want to know how good he is at defense, uh, he has two, or sorry, one defensive player of the year. Um, he's 12-time all-defensive NBA team, so those are two impressive things right there um, that that show he's a great defensive player. Um, he's also a good rebounder, too. Four-time, he's a four-time total rebounding champion. Um so those things right there really tell you that Garnett is a really solid all-around player, which, like I've said a few times on this on this podcast, I really like 
guys that can do a little bit of everything. And I'm sure a lot of coaches do too, because whenever they need a guy to fill in for something, they know who to go to. And that's kind of what Garnett is does. I mean, he's rebounding champion, defensive player of the year, consistent scorer. He was actually even a solid passer, like uh, in between, I believe it was ages 23 and 29, he averaged at least five assists um, per game every year over those ages. So that's pretty impressive, especially for a guy that plays mostly the power forward. You know, this is a big man, and he's he's passing the ball. Wow. I mean, not saying they don't, but having a high assist number is, are, are, is really good for a power forward like that. So there's some reasons Garnett's in here, and I'll compare them with some other guys uh, once I give you guys number six through ten and another – episode I'll compare them to some other guys because I know there's a few guys that you might have expected to be number five instead of someone else so um yep so Garnett's number five on the list number four I've got Kobe Bryant um Kobe Bryant is as he's known at for that for his uh being a great scorer two-time scoring champion um Kobe is just known to score at will. and um, But what might set him back a bit on this list is because he really did want to score at will because he, sh- he shot a ton. He shot the ton of – I mean, the ball a ton. Um, he really did put that ball up there a lot, and that really lowered his shooting percentage a little bit. I think this is actually around the right spot for Kobe, around number four. Um and after I name the the rest of the three guys, hopefully you guys will agree with me. But, um, yeah, he's also 12-time all-defensive, which is a stat that really popped out to me um, from him. I didn't – I really didn't expect Kobe to get 12-time all-defensive, but his longevity really did help out with that because he played 20 NBA seasons, so. Yeah, that definitely helped. And then he also has one MVP, two finals MVPs, five championships. Um, and another thing that's really impressive that he's got, he's got 15 time. he's a 15-time All-NBA. He's got 15-time All-NBA. So that's uh, really impressive too because when you're All-NBA, pretty much what that shows is you were a top three player at your position in a certain season. So that pretty much means 15 of his 20 seasons, he was a top three, around top three player at his position. So, so that's impressive. So all NBA teams really do show how good a player was in a certain season. And Kobe's got some of the most in the history. Um, LeBron has the most with 16. And then uh, Duncan also is 15. Kobe's got 15. One other guy um, has got 15. So it's very impressive. It's a very impressive thing from Kobe. So, yep, Kobe's number four. Um, number three, I have Shaq. He's a 14-time All-NBA guy. Um, he's also a two-time scoring champ like Kobe. And as we all know, uh, Kobe and Shaq won three championships with each other, a three-peat. Um, 
And Shaq is also a three times final MVP. He's a four time NBA champion and one MVP. Yeah, when people think about Shaq, what they think about is his dominance in the paint. How how no one just no one can stop him uh, down low. It was just so hard, especially in that 1999 to 2000 NBA season. I mean, I've heard some people say that was just one of the most dominant seasons I've, I've ever seen from a center. Um, if he were a good free throw shooter, that would almost clearly be the most dominant season. Like, a lot more people would think that. But he was a 52.7, says right here, percent free throw shooter. So, if he were a really good free throw shooter, this guy, I'm not even joking, he would probably be, like, considered widely top five NBA player of all time. Some people do put him that high, but um, you would see it on a lot more list. And who knows? He could have – he may even get, like – he might have even got, like, top three if his free throw shooting was real good. But it was still a great – a really dominant season from Shaq. And he did have good free throw shooting nights sometimes. Uh, yeah, I think – Three is around his spot. I think he was better than Kobe. I think he was the, the better player. Um, um, he was Shaq was only three time all defensive compared to Kobe's twelve. So you might find that a little suspicious from Shaq. But um, you know, Shaq it was still hard to get past on defense. You know, he, you know he was seven foot one, so it's it's really hard to get over. Uh, Get over that length of his arms and just from how big he is makes him just makes him a, a, a solid defender. He's also a solid shot blocker. So it's not like Shaq was not good at defense. He was he was solid at times. Um, yep. So Shaq's number three. Number two, I've got Tim Duncan. Um, he's fifteen time All NBA, which is. Uh, yeah, tied with Kobe there. Um, he's 15-time all-defensive. That right there really does show Duncan's a good defender. Um, yeah, and he was also a – he really was also a consistent rebounder, which I think people don't realize how consistent he was. He had 13 straight seasons where he averaged 10 or more rebounds. Yeah, let that sink in for a second. 13 straight seasons with averaging 10 or more rebounds. That's pretty good. That's that's really good. Um, he never did win a uh, total rebounding uh, title. But what do you think about Duncan? That's what you think about, the consistency. He, he also played, uh, played a lot of NBA seasons up there with Kobe's number 20. I believe it was 19 seasons. Um, yeah, and five-time uh, NBA champ. And he actually won a championship. He won a championship in the 90s, the 2000s, and he also won some 2010. He won some uh, after 2010, too. So that there's another way you can show that consistency. Um you can see that consistency of Duncan. I mean, those NBA championships were just so spread out, and he was 
he was one of the best players on all of those teams. He was the best on most of them. Maybe some towards the end might have been another guy, but still, he was like that leader. He was the guy. He was the man. And he's also a two-time MVP. Uh, He's also rookie of the year, which is another thing I like to point out uh, when you're saying, when you're making a list like that. Like when you come out, uh, when you're in your rookie year, and if you really, and if you win rookie of the year, that tells that you were, that you really were able to adjust the NBA environment really well uh, coming out of college. So that's something I like to point out too. For example, Kobe, he wasn't, he didn't exactly adopt to the NBA environment right away. He, it took him some time. So that's really impressive when you, when you get like all rookie teams or rookie of the year. Um, So, yeah. And another thing that doesn't get talked about enough with Duncan is he actually had the second most wins in NBA history, playoffs and regular season. So second most wins out of any player. And by the way, if you want to know who's first, it's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah, that, I don't think that gets talked uh, talked about enough that there's another thing that shows how consistent Duncan was and that's what puts him up here on this list that consistency I mean really rebounding scoring he was very good especially in his prime um, he wasn't he never really like like you wouldn't see him go out there and get 40 points a lot he, he just gets you solid numbers like between 20 and 25 points when he was uh, close to his best. And, yeah, so that's what you got to think about with this guy. Uh, The first shouldn't really be a surprise since people consider him the second best NBA player of all time, LeBron. Because, I mean, he – his whole career is covered in these these 20 years here. So that that works out well for him. And Michael Jordan were on this list. He wouldn't be first, but (laughs) – but, I mean, he is the second greatest of all time. And uh, just about every NBA fan can agree with that. Um, some even think he's the GOAT. But that's a topic for another day and one that I've done a podcast on, if you haven't seen it. Um, yeah, so um, this one shouldn't take too long, but... A stat I'd like to point out with LeBron, um, another thing that doesn't get talked about too much is he's averaged 25 points, five rebounds, and five assists, more seasons than any other player in NBA history. And then if you want to know who's second, it's Oscar Robertson. Um, And he had eight such seasons. Um, that, That shows how... Your all-around play. It really shows how much of an all-around player you are. And then, like I said earlier, LeBron was 16-time All-NBA player, um, most in NBA history. And another thing, when I was talking about Kevin Garnett, is I want to point out the sco- his LeBron's consistency scoring. He had 16 straight seasons, averaging 25 or more points. So that that's... That's extremely impressive. That's like 
top 10 scorer of all time worthy. And someday I'll give out my top five scores of all time. But just so you know, that helps LeBron's case to be like, um, to be like a top 10 scorer. I mean, really anywhere that helps his case, if you, wherever you want to put him on the list. Uh, he does have one scoring title with that. He averaged 30 points per game one season earlier in his career. He's a four-time MVP, and LeBron won Rookie of the Year also. So, um, LeBron and Duncan both won Rookie of the Year. Um, and, yeah, and I'm not going to do honorable mentions for this list because – some some of the honorable mentions might be in the top ten. So and so yeah, I hope you guys liked that list. Again, it's Gar- Kevin Garnett five, Kobe four, three Shaq, um, two Tim Duncan, number one LeBron James. So that those are my top five players of the of the last twenty years. Yeah, I hope you guys understand the rules for this list the most because. What some people did was they um, they accounted their career for um, like for let's take Shaq for example like they accounted his career just from nine nine to two thousand to the end of his career so they didn't count like all of his rewards and stats and all that they just called it um, from that certain point I mean and yeah I mean I think that's a good idea and that probably is what most people do but. I just, I don't know. I just feel like I should um, take their whole careers into account. I just like doing that better than just. But, I mean, I do say that you have to do the, your, your majority of their career has to be uh, within the 20 years. So, I mean, you guys might have another way to do the rules, but that's how I like doing it. So, um, so that's how I did it. Yeah, I really hope you guys liked that list. Um and we'll take a short break, and then I'll um, I'm gonna name a few teams that I think need to step it up so far this NBA season, and and a few that are doing extremely good. And so yeah, we'll take a short break. Hey guys, um, I'm back from the break. Hope you guys had a nice break. Um, yeah, so first I'll start with uh, I'm going to name two teams that have surprisingly not started out to um, on a streak, on a winning streak, <laughs> um, and that need to um, win some more games to uh, be where I predicted them for the standings. First team I want to point out is the Toronto Raptors. Um now, up to t- till I'm making this podcast today, their record is one win and four losses, and I have them as um, sixth in the Eastern Conference. That's where I think they will be by the end of the season, by the end of the regular season. So, um, yeah, now the Raptors, they beat the New York Knicks, but that isn't an expected to be a good team this season. And they lost to the Pelicans twice, which is something you should also question, but the Pelicans could also be good this season too. Um, But 
their main problem, I've heard, might be their offense. Because versus the Knicks, I mean, they scored 100 points, but the Knicks, I mean, they aren't expected to be a playoff team. So, I mean, but they, but if you want to defend the Raptors, you could say that Pascal Siakam, one of their best players, was benched that game. So, I mean, you could call out that. But versus the Spurs, they, they had 95 points. One of the losses to the Pelicans, they had 99. I mean, in today's NBA, you got to score over 100 points or else you're not going to win games. So that's what the the Raptors got to get over over the hump here. And I think they will because uh, they have Nick Nurse as a coach who a lot of people like and say is a great coach. And, I mean, he is. Um, he could definitely help them turn this around. Uh, a few reasons why, th- why they might be struggling. Um, it could be because they didn't get better at the center position this offseason um, because they uh, they got rid of uh, Serge Ibaka and Mark Gasol, and now they have Chris Boucher and Aaron Baines. So that was not an upgrade at the center position. So that might be a reason they're struggling. Another reason is... Kyle Lowry is getting older, and that is, and he's one of the best players on their team. So that might be something else. But I think the offense just needs to uh, get in more of a role with each other because Ibaka was actually, uh, he was act that he was actually a very important player on this team. He gave them a lot of points, and he was great from three. I mean, he's he's just a great player to have on your team. And I thought the Clippers did a great job of grabbing him. Um, So, yeah, those are some reasons they might be struggling. But, um, I mean, they can turn around, though. They they certainly have the talent. They have Fred Van Vliet, who they signed to an extension uh, offseason, in the offseason. Yeah, and and again, they have Siakam. And so they definitely have the talent, but – what people, but since Kawhi has left, people have been questioning the Raptors, saying who's their best player. Like they don't have a clear best player on their team. Like, well, like most really good team does. Um, so that's what they're questioning. They don't have a huge star. Like they've got some all stars on their team, but like, but like no one big, no no like huge name. I'm talking. So, I mean, but they sure do have some good players, and I think it's the chemistry is what gets them the wins um, because of that. But um, but that might be the problem because at the center position, Chris Boucher was with them last year, but he didn't play a lot of minutes, and then Aaron Baines they got from the Celtics. So, so I think the centers might need to start getting on a roll. Um and so, yeah, I think the Raptors can probably turn this around because they have the talent. It would just be silly if they if they stayed like this. Like, I would not expect that at all. Um, and then they do play the, the Celtics. I believe that's tomorrow, tomorrow night. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely think they can turn around, um, especially since they've got one win. I think that'll, that can go away. They just got probably got to get on a get on again on a roll, get on a win streak. Yep. And so then the other team uh, that I had in mind was the Denver Nuggets, 
And I, this team, I really need to get better because, um, and again, this is another team. I'm sure they will. These are just early struggles to some teams. So I, I mean, I'm a little bit concerned about these teams, but not too much because I know they have the talent to turn this around. So the Denver Nuggets, they're two wins, four losses right now. Um, they just beat the Timberwolves last night, and then they play the Timberwolves again, I believe tomorrow night. Uh, yeah, this team, this team was great in the last year's bubble playoffs. They came back from two three to one deficits, which was an NBA record. Um, and they've got—I mean, they certainly have the talent. If you if you want to know how much talent they really have. They have Nikola Jokic, who is actually the leader in assist right now, and he's a center. I mean, he's a center. He doesn't. He's not the one who takes up the ball. Uh, he's not the one who takes the ball up the court every time. I mean, when a center is the assist leader, you know this guy is talent. And so, and there's only been one uh, other center in NBA history to do that, and that's Will Chamberlain. Um. Uh, but yeah, but he's the leader right now. Who knows if that will stay? But but really, wow. And then he's also been a great rebounder and scorer this season. So he hasn't been the reason they're losing it. I mean, Jamal Murray has had some off games. He hasn't been consistent yet this season. But versus the Timberwolves, he looked real good. So that that's a promising sign that they're that they're on track. Um, and then they've also got some solid role players role players and like third star players like Will Barton. They've got, uh, he's another guy that was injured last year. Some, um, they also got a solid role player in Gary Harris. Um, he's a nice guy that they have on their team and Michael Porter jr. You can't forget about him. Um, he actually did not play versus the Timberwolves. Um, now, Michael Porter Jr. Uh, is known for his scoring. I mean, he takes a lot of difficult shots, and he makes them. Um, he, well, yeah, he's the pretty clear third – or well, clear, actually, uh, third best guy in the team. Um, so, yeah, the Nuggets really do have a lot of options, and they also have a great coach and. uh Mike Malone, so I, I don't expect them to be in the slump either. Plus, they just beat the Timberwolves, and they play them again. Timberwolves are also 2-4, and four, so. Again, like I said earlier, this isn't these, – these aren't teams that this is probably going to stick. These are teams that have talent that are just having maybe early chemistry struggles or just working to see what lineup they should go with. So, yeah. Yeah, uh – so, yeah, the Nuggets were a team. And a team that's been doing really well for my standings and actually going over my standings is the Philadelphia 76ers. They've been great this year. They have the best record in the NBA at 5-1, and one, and they're first in the East as far. Um, and they, they've... They've got – I mean, again, this is a deep team, and they did so well this offseason. I, I loved how they got Dwight Howard on their bench. That was just great. And then getting Danny Green and Seth Curry, a lot of people said was really fitting for their team, and it, and it really was because Ben Simmons is great at connecting guys for threes, and that's 
And those are things Danny Green and Seth Curry are really good at. And you can't forget about Joel Embiid either. I mean, I mean Joel Embiid is, is a great scorer, good rebounder. Um, I mean, he'll definitely be the guy, the, their go-to guy on this team. And they've got a great player in Tobias Harris. Uh, and Seth Curry is just looking great, actually, with the Sixers. You can tell that he's... He's fitting really well with them. Yeah, he's he's doing great. And so and then they also got a new coach in Doc Rivers. So it doesn't look like this team got worse at all. I mean, they got rid of Josh Richardson, but like like I was saying, he wasn't he didn't work well with the team. That wasn't working. And they also got rid of Al Horford, but again, he wasn't working with Joel Embiid. So so they just got more fitting guys. Like they had a few seasons ago, like when they had J.J. Redick, um, guys like that. That's what. That's pretty much who they got. Like three and D guys, like Danny Green. Um, so yeah, the Sixers just have been just. They've just been great, and they play uh, my Charlotte Hornets tonight at seven. Uh, it's actually going on right now. Um, I think it's seven, and so. Yeah, the Sixers are just on a roll right now, and it really doesn't look like anyone's going to be there to stop them. I mean, they're doing great. And another team that's doing really well this season is the Phoenix Suns. Um, the Suns, another team that did great this offseason, getting J- Jay Crowder. I really liked that signing. And getting Chris Paul was also clearly an upgrade because he led uh, – a Thunder team to the playoffs last season that no one expected to get even near there. And so people are like, well, why don't they do it with the Suns? I probably should have thought it, thought them through more when I was doing my standings. I have them one spot missing the playoffs. Starting to regret that with how they're playing right now, but you never know what's going to happen. You know, they've got Devin Booker, who's a great scorer. Um, and that, and the, the, on that Thunder team that Chris Paul was on, they really didn't have a guy. Like Chris Paul didn't have a guy like Devin Booker that he could that he could go to like that. And they've also got a they've also got a good center, DeAndre Ayton. And this team just I mean, they're looking good too. I mean, this team this team's just doesn't look like anything stopping them yet. Um so yeah, that's a team that's playing really well. Um and so yeah, so those are a few teams to that were to that are doing well so far this season. Two that will probably step it up, but are in a slump right now. Um, so yeah, um, so a few teams. Uh, and so yeah, so um, probably two weeks from now, I'll have my number six through ten ready, so I can um, tell you guys that. Yeah, I hope you guys really liked this episode and uh and yeah, hope you enjoyed it.